What's up, everybody? It's Friday. It's time to talk tech and all of that, what other stuff is going on. It's Friday. Hopefully, you guys are having a good day, a good week, and all that jazz. And uh, a little bit shorter of an episode today, mostly because I was in New York for Monday and Tuesday, and even a little bit on Sunday. But um, this bad boy, the Surface Goat, review is up on the channel. Make sure to check that out. And yes, I know there's still a scratch on my lens here. I got to get that figured out. I guess I'm going to have to buy a new one. Um, but anyway, so that review is up. Go check that out now, if you will. But let's just dive in. And i uh, got some good questions this week. We will we'll jump on those at the end here. Uh, Microsoft pushed out a new build, Windows 10 for uh, 19H1. That is kind of the new Redstone. Well, not kind of. That is actually what Microsoft is calling this stuff now. They're, they're dropping the Redstone name. Uh, the Minecraft goodness has worn itself out. And so they're calling it 19H1. And so that will come in the first half of... Uh, 2019 and that is out for those curious about redstone 5 what will be the last redstone build it's done i mean microsoft is in the final stages here of gearing up to push that out and so that stuff is coming down the pipeline don't expect many or any really new features i think at this point for that stuff that's really about it i mean it's not all that exciting right now um so we will see. We will see. But uh, Microsoft's starting to, you know, push out builds for the second, the skip ahead builds, that 19H1. So you can go grab that if you want. So a little bit of a privacy themed uh, uh, episode, if you will, because Skype announced it, announced that encrypted chat feature is now available to everybody. So this is encrypted chat end to end. I don't believe it supports video calling yet, but if you're on Skype, you now have this ability to host a private conversation, which is a good thing because privacy is something you should take seriously. Um, despite, you know, how easy it is just to give all that up. So if you've been w waiting and holding out for that, you can now do that within Skype, which is good stuff. Um, then Google also announced a confidential mode for their emails, which basically kind of limits your ability to forward, copy, and print stuff from Gmail, which sounds great because confidential email would be awesome. But I'm not quite sure that it's as confidential, I think, as everyone probably thinks it is. It's most likely going to work Gmail to Gmail because there's nothing in the standard email protocol that would allow somebody on an Outlook to stop that. So I'd be curious to see um, how truly confidential it is. But at least it, they're making an effort, uh, mostly because Google also admitted this week that when you turn off location tracking, on their devices, it doesn't actually really turn it off. And this is a bigger deal than I think a lot of people are giving it, uh, I don't know, calling them out for it. So the idea is you turn, take your Android device, you pull it out, say, turn off location tracking services, and then Google shouldn't be tracking you anymore. But it turns out after they made a couple updates to their um, descriptions of what these features do, that's not actually true. And that Google will still continue to look at your location to help provide an and improve local services, despite the fact that you actually don't want them to. And so um, privacy is kind of a big thing for a lot of people, and as it should be. And so if you thought that you could get out of uh, Google's whatever, um, <laughs> Google's claws here, I don't know, something needs to happen because these companies are just walking all over us when it comes to this stuff and uh, nothing ever really seems to get done about it. And so obviously Windows Phone was great for this because he had super granular controls and Microsoft didn't give a crap about where you were. Um, realistically, honestly, your best at this point is probably to switch to an iPhone if you're super concerned about this stuff, which isn't gonna sit well because a lot of people think uh, Android is much more granular in this type of control, which they are accurate, but um, Apple doesn't have nearly as big of an incentive to track your location. So if that is a concern to you, um, just be aware of what Google is doing there. Um, these companies are getting just 
I don't know, they, they're overstepping their bounds and think that they are above everything and um, that your rights don't matter. And so uh, I, I will be curious to see if anything truly comes of this, but it's pretty deceptive at the end of the day, which is really annoying because these services are great, but you should have the ability to use them when you want to, not when the company says you have to or should use them. Um, and so that that is going on. And uh, yeah, so you got Skype encrypted, you've got this Google sort of encrypted or secure email thing, and then you've got Google just tracking you wherever the hell you are, no matter what. So a little bit of security stuff. Um, other things, Microsoft removed the ability to use your phone in 1803, and 1803, if you're not familiar, was the build that came out in uh, earlier this year. You could use your phone with it, then they turned it off. Who knows why? Good job, Microsoft, for creating a confusing mess about being able to use a new feature um, today instead of having to wait until the next build of Windows comes out. But you know what? Here we are. That's typical Microsoft. And uh, speaking of Microsoft, got a bunch of questions about Microsoft's next hardware event. Um, I, I'm very confident it's occurring in October. Uh, I think I said all this on the last podcast, potentially, but um, just be looking for new chips. I don't think there's going to be a lot of new things. I think, well, I take that back. Um, I think it's just going to be updates, mostly because you can do the the timing that Intel is reportedly releasing their next chipsets uh, or their ninth gen i series stuff. I think it's ninth gen on October 1st. So do the math. Sometime in October, Microsoft would hold an event update all their stuff, which I'm hearing is mostly just an update. I'm not expecting new hardware with the caveat of uh, Microsoft's got this next gen HoloLens thing up its sleeve somewhere. And I don't know when they were going to announce it. I actually thought they might start talking about it earlier this year. But um, if they do a hardware event, that could be a time to do it in October. So I, I haven't explicitly heard anything about HoloLens next being at that event. But I think it would be kind of neat. Because especially if they have a bunch of ho-hum um, just, you know what, here's a Surface Pro with the new chip, or here's a new Surface Laptop with a new chip, and there you go. So if I were going to be buying a new Surface Pro, I would be waiting until October. That is my personal recommendation at this point. So let's just dive into the questions here, shall we? Uh, first question says, can technically, can Microsoft do x64 emulation on Windows 10 on ARM? Um, so the way you worded that, I think yes, because it's an emulation. Any let me put it this way, anything is possible. It's can Microsoft figure out the proper way to do it. Um, I believe it is technically possible as of this, as of right now, they are not doing it. I mean, it's an emulation layer, so it should be possible some way. Now the performance might be absolute trash uh, and it may not be worth doing at this point, but I don't see why technically they couldn't do an emulation layer because an emulation is just creating a fake, um, a fake ground anyways. So, yep. Uh, which will be cheaper, Andromeda or HoloLens 2? Um, probably Andromeda, but Hollow, I don't know. We, neither device has been released, and so pricing is completely subjective to what is in my brain. Um, Microsoft would price this stuff at 10 bucks if they really wanted to, but they're obviously not going to. But I would expect that Andromeda would be less than HoloLens, too. I would like to think that Microsoft is targeting around $1,000, somewhere between 1000 and 1500 for HoloLens, too. So, uh, Poncelia says, the Surface Go has a battery life indistinguishable from a conventional laptop and less than an iPad. How is it a mobile device? It's mobile because it's small. That's, that, that, that's, it's small and it charges quick. Um, mobile isn't defined typically, I mean, literally anything is mobile. If you can pay, I have a, I'm looking at a water heater that I pulled out of my house. Technically, that thing is mobile because i got to drag it upstairs and down to the curb for the, uh, that, pull it away in the trash. So that thing is technically mobile. Mobile is just defined by being able to be moved, not by the battery life. So there you go. 
Uh, can Microsoft revive Band with Windows Core OS? Probably not. I don't think the Band is coming back. <laughs> I don't. Then it it was never a huge selling device in the first place. Uh, HRLN GRV says, can we start a pool? For the date in which Microsoft finally announces Windows 10 on 700 million devices. That is a very, it's funny because Microsoft has sort of, but not really announced 700 million devices multiple times, including Terry Myerson said uh, when he announced his essential retirement or leaving of the company, which I don't think he's left yet. At least I haven't heard. Uh, I need to kind of maybe poke a little harder at that bear. Um, that it was nearing 700 million devices that we figured it build. They would tell us it's 700 million devices, but it seems like getting over that 700 million platform is a bit tougher than Microsoft anticipated because they have not done it yet. And uh, how does the Surface, last question comes from T182, it says, how does the Surface Go perform versus the Surface 3? It is faster than the Surface 3 by a, a good margin. Um, it's not it's not massively faster by any account. So um, what I would just kind of let you know is that the Surface Go is good for running one app full screen at a time. If you are okay with that scenario, you will be perfectly fine with the Go as long as that app isn't some high-end application like video rendering or a game. Um, you'll be perfectly fine knowing that you potentially could run more than one app is possible, but you don't want to run things snapped. It's too small in the screen if you have two apps side by side and the performance starts to degrade, especially once you get into those multi-app scenarios. And so just think of it as a one app device, um, whether it be email, whether it be a web browser, whether it be Twitter or whatever, just kind of, if you can keep that in mind, you'll be happy with the performance. If you think you're going to be able to get this thing and run Chrome or Edge, uh, I will tell you it does run a little bit better with Edge than it does with Chrome. Uh, but if you think you're going to run a web browser, running, having a video or music playing in the background, have Twitter snapped and a couple other apps open, you're going to be very disappointed. So just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. And so, uh, like I said, folks, this is a shorter one. Um, lots of new folks on the channel. So every Friday, I kind of do a Microsoft and general tech recap, if you will, of just things that are going on in the industry, what I'm hearing inside the walls of Microsoft. Right now, everybody is gearing up like crazy for Ignite. Ignite is in about five weeks. I will definitely be there. If you're going to be there, let me know. We're going to do a couple podcasts uh, from the, the location. And um, I know there's going to be a couple meetups as well. And so definitely let me know if you're going to be down there because we can hang out and do all sorts of good stuff. But uh, folks, every Friday, this is what we do here. And uh, you can always check out the other videos on the channels. But have yourselves a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you right back here next time.